Amen. Well, good morning and welcome to the first day of Daylight Savings Time. Everybody's eyes are just kind of... Yeah. <laughs> so with that, I'm going to start off with a joke this morning, so maybe wake you up. John, you'll like this one. Okay. Um, there was a speeding red sports car driven by a blonde female. It's a blonde joke, okay. And was pulled aside by a patrol car driven by a blonde female police officer. The officer asked the driver to see her driver's license. After searching through her purse numerous times, the driver of the car said, what does the license look like? The officer said, it's a small square thing that has your picture on it. The driver again went into the purse of, oh, I found it. It's a small mirror. <laughs> she looked into it and says, here it is, and gave it to the officer. The officer looked into the mirror and said, I didn't know you were an officer. You're free to go. Well, some of these. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's, that's a joke for the day. All right. Uh, let's get the nugget out. <laughs> Our nugget this morning give without remembering. Give without remembering. Receive without forgetting. Receive without forgetting. So the nugget all together. Give without remembering, receive without forgetting. Hallelujah. Okay. Praise God. Wow. Do we have children's church today? No? Okay. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks as we move into this part of the service. That your Holy Spirit will open our eyes to greater revelation, Father God, to each individual. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks that we rest in your Holy Spirit in this case. In Jesus' name, amen. One of the most divisive weapons in the hand of our enemy is offenses. And it starts off with murmuring and complaining oftentimes. It will divide friends, families, churches, even a country. So we have to be very aware of this. Murmuring and complaining of a believer takes them from the blessings into the curses. Because if you look in the Old Testament, you see that the children of Israel were blessed until they started to become murmurers, and all of a sudden all sorts of things happen, and it happens today too. If you don't believe it, just continue on your own ways. <laughs> 
and you won't, you won't see that blessings come unto us. Uh, unfortunately, all of us have fallen into this trap of uh, not thinking and letting out words uh, that bring about destruction, uh, not only to ourselves, but to others. And uh, especially when we become offended. Uh-oh, somebody's, you got your, oh, she put on her Bible, okay. Some, some have their iPads with the Bibles on, so once in a while, something will jump up and, okay, it's not a phone. All right. Uh, the word murmur means to abstain in words, to be obstinate, pardon me, obstinate in words, complain, dwell in, endure, grudge, to remain, to complain and spread it throughout individuals or crowds. Webster's Dictionary uh, says complaint or murmur. Express grief of censure, of resentment, to find fault, to accuse of an offense and a vile accusation. I think uh, all of us, at least I have uh, fallen into that trap uh, numerous times, and I hope that uh, uh, when you see that coming along, you uh, Put the kibosh on it. Don't, don't let it get out, okay? Watch your lips. Uh, let's go to the book of uh, Psalms and find the 55th chapter. That's Psalms 55. That's Psalms 55, looking at verse 2. Attend unto me, and hear me. I moan in my complaints, and I make noise. From the Amplified it reads, Attend unto me, and answer me. I am restless, distraught in my complaint, and I must moan. Wow. This, the word complaint... It's about noise in your strong concordance. It's 1949. It means to bring a disturbance, to be agitated, have confusion, an uproar, a discerning. Okay, now let's uh, go to one other, go to two other scriptures. I want to go to Psalms, uh, pardon me, Proverbs 19. See how this ties in. That's Proverbs 19. Look at this one. Proverbs 19. Verse 3. The foolishness of a man perverts his way, and his heart frets against the Lord. Wow. From the Amplified, it reads, the foolish... Foolishness of a man subverts his way, ruins his affairs. Then his heart is resentful and frets against the Lord. Well, that is heavy stuff. When we begin to complain, it comes against the Lord. Or, uh, it's, it's bad news. Now I want to go back to 
Psalms, I know we're going to be jumping around quite a bit this morning. Psalms 49 this time. In Psalms 49, we're just seeing what uh, murmuring and complaining does. In Psalms 49, verse 13. This their way is their folly, yet their posterity approves their sayings. Selah, from the from the Amplified. This is their fate of those who are foolish, confident, and yet after them men approve of their sayings. Selah, pause. And calmly think about this. Men approve of your sayings when you gossip or complain. Don't you know people's ears get... They get elephant ears when gossip comes around. Maybe they're just going to gather it in. Uh, our ears should not be that way. You know, when, when something is taking place, a Christian, we should uh, put it aside. We can't have those type of, that type of hearing. Uh, some say uh, that ears, our ears should not be trash cans. You know, don't be receptacles of it. Amen? And uh, the word folly in, in uh, verse 13, a lack of understanding, sense of being foolish, action of belief, expensive undertaking, undertaken, it's criminal. Wow. So, complaining is unbecoming of a Christian. Wow. Yet we are all seemingly too proficient in doing it. You know, I, I would have you all um, be truthful if I would ask this question. How many complained this week? This past week, don't raise your hands. Don't let anybody know that you did it. But I mean, some of us could, you know, raise our hands and count the fingers on our hands and our toes, and you know, we've we've all been there. So we have to be careful. It it's a, it's an affront against God, and it's a front affront against the individual that you might be complaining about. Also, if you have a problem with somebody, go to them. You know. Uh, you know, the only way you're going to find out why, why that person said it or, you know, the actions they took. You may not understand why that action was taken or why that, those words were spoken. And oftentimes, you know, we jump to conclusions or, you know, it's my way or the highway. You know, that's not the case. Somebody might be get, receiving something that uh, they need to have at the point. Amen. Okay. In Christ, we never, we never should be hopeless or forsaken. Uh, so, we, we, as a murmurer and complainer, we need to learn to bite our lips. Or zip your lips, bite your tongue. Um, I can't remember, I heard something about uh, biting your tongue the other day. Um, they, said, they said their tongue was enlarged because they had to bite it so often. Every trial has a meaning. Every trial that we come across has a meaning. Um, we need to meditate on the cure, 
not the offense. Okay? So we can change so that our language will be proper in God's sight and our own heart. Okay. Now, uh, we're going to look at some cures to complaints. And they'll be found in the following verses. So. You know, God commands us that we should never complain. Thank you for all the amens out there, I tell you. If we'll turn to the book of Philippians. You know, I got an extra hour. I forgot to turn my watch back or forward. So, so in Philippians chapter 2. Uh, it's a familiar scripture in Philippians chapter 2, verse, uh, beginning verse uh, 14. Do all things without murmuring and complaining, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. We need to shine. Let your light shine. I'm going to read the, those two verses out of the Amplified. Do all things without grumbling and fault-finding and complaining against God and questioning and doubting among yourselves, that you may show yourselves to be blameless, guileless, innocent, and uncontaminated. Wow. Children of God without blemish, faultless, unrebukable, in the midst of a crooked and uh, wicked generation, spiritually perverted and perverse, among whom... You are seen as bright lights, stars or beacon, beacons shining out clearly in the dark world. Wow, how bright is our light? Uh, and from the, uh, I have another one. Do all things without complaining and disputing. Disputing means strife, uh, vying with one another, having contention. Even com uh, competition, to quarrel, to struggle, to have conflict, to bring forth discord. Well, that is a lot of stuff uh, that murmuring and complaining does. Um, just, just looking at those words right there, if we could just put it all in a bag, how, how heavy is that? What, what type of load are you carrying are we caring when we murmur and complain? If we took all the uh, synonyms that go with this, it's, just, it's too heavy. It's a burden. And we are called not to do it. Okay. That we may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God. Murmuring, disputing, breaks, fractures, and severes unity with you and God and the body of Christ. Abraham, remember Abraham and Lot? Genesis, let's go back there. Let's look at what he says. How did, how did Abraham deal with this type of murmuring and complaining? In Genesis chapter 13... 
we find Abraham and Lot, they're ready to part ways because their people, their their were complaining, murmuring, complaining. Well, you, you got you took my my portion of the the grazing land and so forth. Um, uh, okay, let's go to verse seven. And there was strife between the herdsmen. That's uh, Genesis thirteen seven. There was strife be- between the herdsmen of of Abram and the cattlemen of Lot cattle. And the Canaanites and Perizzites uh, dwelled in the land. Um, uh, the Canaanites and Perizzites, uh, Perizzites, well, one. <laughs> one was a crooked, one was a crooked, was, was a crooked generation or a uh, people, and the other, the other one was a perverse people. As believers, Abraham and Lot were to be light holders in this darkness of this world. I mean, here they come into this land of plenty, promise, but there's darkness there. And they are supposed to show their light. And all these people are watching. Oh, look at them. them look, look at them go at it. They're pushing each other or telling the, you know, it's more likely uh, chasing the, the sheep or cattle out of their, you know, uh, this is mine, this is Lot's, or this is Abraham. So we can't have that. It was complaints, lots of, you know, so forth. And, um, to seek one's own advantage is a sin against the body of Christ. We can't seek our own advantage. And complaining is trying to bring about an advantage. Change your method, you're telling your, your adversary, Change your methods. Do, do it my way. Well, here we go. That once, once we begin to do it my way, it's the I me disease. You know? I me, I me is always right. Come on. I think all of you have been, you know, let's do it my way. It's right. And somebody says, I got a better way. No, I, you know, that won't work. So we have to watch ourselves because um, when we get into the, into the I and me, it's no longer the body of Christ. We have to function together. Okay. Um, let's go to since uh, Proverbs chapter 3. In Proverbs chapter 3, look at verse 30. Proverbs 3.30 says, Strive not with a man without cause, if he have done thee no harm. Now, how do you harm somebody? Usually it's physical, physical way, but you know, it's... Just because somebody has a different opinion doesn't harm you. But we, we take up the, quote, the cause and run with it and begin to speak, speak things and murmur and complain about it. That's not right. Uh, let's now turn to the New Testament and go to 
2 Timothy chapter 2. Second Timothy chapter 2, looking at verse 14. Of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about with words to no profit, but to subverting of the hearers. So let's go to the, looking at that in the Amplified. Remind the people of these facts and solemnly charge them in the presence of the Lord to avoid petty controversy over words. Oh, murmur and complaining, which does not, which does no good, but upsets and undermines the faith of the hearers. So when you complain, you undermine people's faith sometimes. Verse 16 also says, but avoid all empty, vain, and useless idle talk, for it will lead people into more and more, whoa, ungodliness. Oftentimes, um, when people hear, they make a quick judgment. One of the prime cases is when Josh... Uh, pardon me. Moses sent uh, the children of Israel to spy out the promised land. And uh, they stayed out there for 40 days and brought back the, the, the abundance of the land. Milk and honey, huge uh, grape vines and so forth, uh, you know, just loaded down. But we see here that somebody murmured and complained. Uh, the 12, 10 murmured and complained. And what happened? It just, everybody followed through on it. Oh, we can't do it. And so they had to stay out there another 40 years. Two said, we can, we're able to do it because God said. So we need, we need to change our line of thinking. Don't murmur and complain. Bring forth something good. If you can't say anything good, don't say anything. I think that Thumper said that. And Bambi, right? We'll get it all to this morning. Second thing that uh, God tells us, God co- commands us to give thanks in every, in every circumstance. Give thanks in every circumstance? Well, let's go first. Uh, since we're in uh, New Testament, let's back up to... 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Notice it says, in everything, not for everything. This is the will of God in everything. Wow. Are we willing to do that? Are we willing to do what God says? 
let's hope we do. Now let's go to, let's uh, see how it pans out in the book of Psalms, chapter 143. Psalms 143. We're going to notice something here. Uh, we'll start with verse. Uh, let's go with verse. Start with verse eight. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the, know the ways wherein I should walk, for I left up my soul unto thee. Verse nine says, Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. I flee unto thee to hide me. Verse 10, teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Uh, read that verse 10 from the Amplified. Teach me to do your will. You are my God. Let your good spirit lead me into a level country and in a land of uprightness. So, so it's essential that we begin to follow through on what God has called us to do. Um, we are to be in His will. Amen? Glory to God. It, it, this, when, when we get into His will, it establishes divine relationships. Because if we're in His will, we're going to be moving into other people's lives and bringing forth His will into their lives. You, they're going to see something in you that's going to project or, or um, motivate them to move, gravitate towards you. When they, when you gra when they gravitate you, towards you, you can show them the Lord. Show me your ways. Just like the song we sang earlier. Matthew chapter 12. In Matthew chapter 12. Verse 50, Matthew 12, 50. For whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. From the Amplified, whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother, sister, and mother. This leads, that's the relationship that, that we draw upon. Other people, other people will draw upon us when they see that we are walking in this way. We're not complaining and murmuring. When things seem to be, you know, overloaded or, or overbearing on things. John, let's go uh, move to John chapter 7. Verse 17. If, a man, if any man will do his will... He shall know of doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. So this leads us into spiritual knowledge when we have this with God. 
It requires a whole hardness on our, our part, which Ephesians tells us in Ephesians chapter 6. I know we're running around quite a bit, but we leave a footprint. Verse 6, Ephesians 6, 6. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Glory to God. And this should rule our day. Do the will of God in our heart. Um, let's move further on to James chapter 4. This is all on this section here. James chapter 4, looking at verse 15. For that you ought to say, if the Lord's will... We will, shall live and do this or that. Uh, from the Amplified, you ought instead to say, if the Lord is willing, we shall live and we shall do this as, or that thing. So we, it's, it's the rule of, of our heart. It's the rule of our, uh, our command that he commands us in every situation, circumstance to give thanks. Okay. Okay. Uh, God commands us to rejoice always. Move back to Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Glory to God. From the Amplified, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always, delight Gladden yourselves in Him. Again, I say rejoice. So when, when you have an opportunity to complain, you can rejoice in the Lord because He's going to give you the victory. This is the victory that overcometh. It's your faith in Him. Too many of us don't rejoice. How much rejoicing do you think is going to take place when that uh, trumpet call sounds? <clears throat> then Christ shall rise and those, those that are alive shall rise up. How much rejoicing is there going to be? There is going to be a Wild time up there, you know. And it says rejoice in the Lord always. I think we're going to be rejoicing always. Can you imagine what people are going to think that are left behind? They're not going to be rejoicing. They're going to be fit to be tied. There's, there's no more complaining. There's no complaints in heaven. You know. While we're here on earth, we can do this. James. Some of you said I knew we were going to get there. James chapter 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy. (laughs) 
When your enemy falls into temptation. <laughs> no. My brother, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Knowing this, that the trying your faith worketh patience. Some of us are having our patience. Working out real good. From the Amplified says, Consider it wholly joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped, wow, or encountered trials of any sort, or fall into various temptations. Now, just because you fall into, into a temptation does not mean you sin. Jesus was tempted, but he did not sin. We can be the same way. We, the temptations can come and you can walk right by that donut shop. <laughs> you, know, for, you know, some of you know I have a... Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of good donut shops I could tell you where they're at. They got donut holes and they have those... Never mind. <laughs> she, she gets her... She stops and gets a... Uh, what do you call it? Starbucks. She says, you want one? I said, no, not without a donut. <laughs> and so we travel over to the donut shop. And uh, she gets her whatever, and I get $3 worth of donut holes. You know, some, you know, there's, 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 temp, you know, everybody has a different type of temptation. You know, uh, you know, I, I, I do it on the light side. I'm not telling you the other type of temptation that run, but I mean, some of us have some bad temptations. You know, we'll go into the, go into the store and we'll just buy everything in the store, don't even have any money to prove it, you know, we just put it on plastic. Hey, that's, that's a temptation, you fall. So when, when that comes, don't do it. Know your ba uh, boundaries. And God gives us, always rejoice in the Lord. I don't have to do those things. You don't have to fall. First uh, John, let's go chapter 2. Strike that. I went to the wrong direction. <laughs> oh, okay, let's go to the front of the Bible once again. Let's go to the book of Deuteronomy. I'm sorry. We go to Deuteronomy chapter 12. In Deuteronomy chapter 12, we're talking about rejoicing in the Lord. Verse 7. I'm going to read from the Amplified. And there you shall eat before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice in all to which you put your hand and your household. 
in which the Lord your God has blessed you. So we need to rejoice. On, on, with everything. He's talking about what, you know, what we eat and what we put our hands to. Wow. Psalms 5. I got to hurry up here. Even though my watch is five, uh, an hour behind. Psalms 5, verse 11. If you haven't highlighted this one, you need to highlight it. That's Psalms 5, verse 11. But let all those that put thy trust in thee rejoice. Let them forever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thee, thy name, be joyful in thee. Boy, look how many times it, it tells us to, to have rejoice or have joy. One, two, three. Wow. Psalms 32. Psalms 32. Uh, verse 11. Psalms 32, 11. Be glad, Lord, and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are up, upright in heart. Oh, let's uh, read it from the Amplified. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you uncompromising righteous. You are, are upright and in right standing with him. Shout for joy, all you upright in heart. How many of us are really shouting for joy? <sighs> Daily? I bet you didn't shout this morning when, when, when the alarm went off. <laughs> My wife said, you put it on snooze, you let it run again. She wasn't rejoicing in the fact we had to get up, you know, move up a little bit. But it says that we need to rejoice. As Christians, we need to have joy. People should be able to say, there's a Christian, they're rejoicing. They should be able to pinpoint us someplace in the crowd. Anywhere in a crowd. There's a Christian. That guy murmurs and complains. He's a sad sack. No, we need to... It's stating here that we need to rejoice. If we rejoice, that means there's no, no murmuring and complaint. When you go to work, at your work, are you rejoicing? Or it's another blue Monday, or wait, can't wait to Friday, the type stuff. People need to know that, associate Christianity with joy. And if we're not displaying that, that hurts people. That drives people away from the Lord. There is no rejoicing in hell this morning. But there's rejoicing in heaven. And it's forever. Which one should people pick? <laughs> and you are to be the light. 
How are people going to know? You got to have a smile, you got to rejoice. <laughs> okay. Let's go to Luke. Let's go to, go to the book of Luke, chapter 10 this time. Look at verse 20. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not, uh-oh, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. From the Amplified, nevertheless do not rejoice at this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are enrolled in heaven. I tell you what, um, uh, if you look at the Declaration of Independence, who is the, all the signatures there, who is the largest signature on there? John Hancock, it's big. He wanted to know that he was there. You need to want to know that people ought to know that you're there. My name is written down in the book of heaven. We need to rejoice. Oh, oh, it's that time of day. This is, this is, if anything, this is one place that as believers we need to put into practice. We need to rejoice. Oh, glory to God. And we need to rejoice until we're perfect at it. Oh boy. Okay, number four. One always deserves much, more, much worse than what you are suffering now. In fact, we all deserve to go to hell because uh, we were bad. And in the book of Lamentations... I may have to go to the front of the book. I haven't been here for a little bit. Yeah. Lamentations, chapter 3. Okay, have we not been saved? Are we not redeemed? Okay. And Lamentations chapter 3, verse 39 says, Wherefore doth a living man complain? A man for punishment of his sins. Verse uh, 39 from the Amplified. Why does a living man sigh, and the one who is still, uh, still this life school of discipline? And why does a man complain for the punishment of his sins? Well, we don't have it, so we need to rejoice. We need to rejoice. You've been saved. You've been set free. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
Romans chapter 8. Bet you didn't exercise as much your fingers in the yellow pages. In light of, of external, hap external happiness, the glory that we, we will experience, the small things in life or the, the things that we go through life, uh, physical life, are going to be very insignificant compared to what eternity is going to be. We should be able to walk through the trials and temptations that come our way and say, okay, on the other side, it's going to be, and it, it says this life is like a vapor. Anybody have a tea kettle or something like that? And you, you get it going, steam, steam and it, you see it's, the vapor and it's gone. Well, that's how our life is going to be. And that's the trials and temptations. It's going to be gone and forever we can rejoice. Uh, Romans 8 and 8 says, uh, So then that they are of the flesh cannot please God. We... And God just is telling us to rejoice. We can't please God without faith, and we need to use our faith to rejoice. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We're about done here. Somebody said, oh, glory to God. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Uh-oh. Typical. 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 <laughs> Fingers hit the wrong key, I think. Let's see if I can find this other one. Four. That's 1 Corinthians 4. 1 Corinthians 4. Verse 19. I will come unto you shortly... And if the Lord will, I will know it, and not speed, uh, speak of them which are puffed up, but of power. Uh, from the Amplified, let's read it from the Amplified. But I will come to you, and surely if the Lord is willing, and then I will perceive and understand, not, not that all, not what the talk of these puffed up and arrogant spirits amount to and force the moral power and excellence of the soul and the ready possession. So we see here that these, these things that are coming against us are not to be considered final. Romans uh, 4 and 17 says that, speak those things that be not as though they were. Change your situation. Call things that be not as though they were. Speak God's word. We can do it. You can do it. In Genesis chapter 18, we're just about done on this area here. You're all rejoicing. Some of your eyelids are starting to wake up now. Genesis 18. Verse 25. We should not complain to God. 
Verse 25, Genesis 18, 25. That be far from thee to do after this matter, to, to slay the righteous with the wicked and wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that it be far from thee shall not the judge of all them of the earth do right. Uh, we, no, we noted this last week when we looked at uh, those that spoke on grace. We should not complain to God. Okay, let's go finally to 2 Corinthians. One more time. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Uh, pardon me, 12. Look at verse... 9, 2 Corinthians 9, 12. And he said unto my grace is sufficient for thee, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I uh, rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Glory to God, hallelujah. From uh, the Amplified, verse 9 reads, but he said unto me, My grace, my favor, my loving kindness and mercy is enough for you, sufficient against any danger and enables you to bear the troubles manfully. For my strength and power made perfect, fulfilled and completed, and show themselves most effective in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly, glad glory in my weakness and infirmities that the strength and power of Christ, the Messiah, may rest, yes, may pitch a tent over you and dwell upon me. Glory to God. We should not deny God's grace. And finally, we go back to Romans chapter 8. Romans 8, and looking at verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of God, of Christ? Who shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine, nakedness or peril or sword? For it is written, For thy sake we were all killed all the day long and are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. There it is. For I am persuaded that neither... Death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, or things to come, murmuring and complaining, nor heights or depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Don't let complaining rob you of the joy of the Lord. You've been made more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And for, for the ladies out there, don't look in your compact and look find your mirror. Just a joke. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Uh, let's have every head bowed and every eye closed. I think we've all murmured and complained, and I think 
each and every one of us could raise our hands towards that. But we all need to know that uh, Jesus is Lord and Savior. And if you have not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, we'd like to pray with you. If you just want to raise your hand, would you raise your hand and we'll pray with you to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I take it that we're all saved. Glory to God. We're about to receive communion this morning, and it's an open communion to all those that are of the family of God that have received Jesus as Lord and Savior. So, Heather, if you would put some music on. Paul tells us how to receive. In verse 23, he says, For I have received the Lord that which I also deliver unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye off as ye drink it in remembrance of me. As often as ye drink, often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you show forth the Lord's death till he comes. The bread that you hold in your hand is unleavened bread. It's the same type of bread that they use at the Passover. The piece of bread that you may have, you can see stripes rolled in it, brown marks indicating the beating on his body. And according to scripture, by his stripes are we healed. We're to do this in remembrance of what Jesus did. He said he wouldn't partake of this blessing until we all get to heaven. But until that time, we get to partake. So Father, we receive this bread, the blessing that is given to us through the body of Jesus, that healing is given to us bodily, mentally. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks right now as we partake in Jesus' name. cup that you hold signifies or represents the blood of the Lord. The blood that cleanses from all sin. That permits us to be part of the, the family of God. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, that as we receive this cup, we acknowledge 
It is the blood that cleanses from all sin. In Jesus' name. Praise you, Lord. At this time, if anybody need prayer, if you want to come at the, up at this time for healing, it's your opportunity. Okay. Okay, we have some prayer claws if you want to take some, if anybody wants anoint them and give them to you. Thank you for getting up early today. Please greet our visitors from, I believe it's Canada, they said they're from. Uh, we'll greet you in the foyer. We'll have music playing in here for those that uh, want to just serve the Lord a little bit longer, minister to the Lord a little bit longer. There's no talking in the sanctuary, but we should be glad to greet you out in the foyer. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that... You're working miracles, Father God, in our lives daily. I thank you, Lord, that you've given us a place. A place in heaven, Father God. We recognize that the time that we live in, Father God, the time is short. And that we will soon be with the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven, Father God, with you. We thank you, Lord, that we are the blessed, and Father God, that we can go out blessed. I thank you, Lord, that we can speak your word, declare blessings. With our hands, we can bring forth healing. Give us a great day, Father God. In Jesus' precious name, amen.